Okay, Pastor Doug. Great. While we're receiving our offering tonight, just want, I just want to tag on to what Rifle is saying about the green card. <clears throat> you know, um, this really is such a miracle uh, because I, I've been a, a part of the process with them. And um, uh, before the green card, you know, they just want to hand out green cards like lollipops. It's like, oh, you want a green card? Here, here's a green card. Uh, it is a, it is a arduous process to get through, and it costs thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to go through the process. That, and what's great is that God, God just provided that. Hallelujah! Even before then, He went through two religious workers visas, an R1 visa is called. And then he got the second visa, which is an extension of that. And uh, even then, I mean, it was like, I know the, the extension visa, it was literally within days that if he didn't get that extension visa, he was out of here. He was back in South Africa. And so uh, so I just praise God. God is so good. And just, uh, you know, uh, it, whenever you, I, I, I thought Wayman might be here this afternoon but but he's not. But whenever you see Wayman Bishop, particularly thank Wayman because Wayman was kind of in charge, took the headship of pursuing this, getting it through, finding out what is needed, what paperwork and stuff, and did a, just did a fabulous job, did a great job of just kind of walking this process through, you know, working with the, the, the immigration lawyers and so many things that's necessary, and he did a great job. So, I tell you, y'all are in store for a great, great time here this afternoon. Uh, uh, this afternoon, we are we are honoring our campus ministry and uh, campus transformed, and our and our Tim and Jackie and the students, and and we just want to let you kind of know what God is doing on the college campus here today. We had some great testimonies this morning, and I have no doubt you're going to be so blessed by testimonies this afternoon. Uh, but before I ask our Tim to come up here, just want to let you know, I, I've been getting some uh, questions about uh, next week being Mother's Day, will we be meeting? And we will be. And uh, we'll be meeting in the afternoon. And if you're able to come out, we would love for you to be a part of the service. Uh, in your bulletin, <clears throat> if you grab one this afternoon coming in, you'll see a nice-looking couple there, Chip and Hope Bueller. Uh, an amazing couple that I have been privileged to know over 25 years. And we both were involved in campus ministry years ago. Uh, actually, Chip was a campus minister at University of Richmond. Uh, he was also went to school there. He was a football player, linebacker, played for University of Richmond. And uh, during his time as a student, God just began a little student revival on that campus and uh, and it was just like hundreds of college students getting saved on the co- college campus there, and he kind of led that revival during that time. <clears throat> Since then, Chip has been involved in planting churches, travels internationally. He is, uh, you can read the little bio here. I won't go into it. But Chip is coming next week to be with us uh, for the entire weekend, and he'll be sharing Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon uh, different sermons, and uh, so we're really thrilled to have Chip. Hope is not able to make the trip, 
because it's Mother's Day. And, uh, and her kids at home are going to be uh, spending time with her. Uh, all their children are grown, kind of like my, with Cindy and us, uh, sort of same situation. But you, uh, I pray that you are able to come out and be a part of this. Chip is an amazing, I'm going to talk about amazing teacher. I've never heard anybody quite like him. And uh, he really walks in the office of an, an apostolic office as he travels into nations, planting churches, working with leaders, seeing churches being planted and helping them. So you're gonna, it's going to be a super weekend next weekend, so you don't want to miss it. You know, we have a, a number of different ministries in our church that, you know, I'm just so, we're so blessed by our worship ministry, by Pastor Jason Elizabeth leading our worship ministry. So great, and the people involved in that. Our prayer and healing rooms on Monday night uh, have just has touched so many people. And our ministry on the, co- the college campus here uh, called Campus Transformed, uh, this Last August, we prayed over this young man and set him in as a, the campus director here. And uh, it's been his first year of going through that. And Jackie, who's a very close friend to this young man, <laughs> and uh, that they both have been laboring. I know some, some others as well at, at times, Seth and different ones, have been helping out with the the ministry, but they've just done a phenomenal job, really great job. And they're coming kind of to the end of the first student year here and uh, excited about as we continue ahead and and as they continue into the summer and next fall. And so I want to invite our Tim to come up here, and I want us to just uh, to stand up and give him a, uh, an honor due to this young man. Amen. Y'all pray for him. Uh, he, he's a bit sleepy this afternoon. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, um, but I want to also, Jackie, come up here too, sweetheart. Uh, Jackie, most of you know Jackie. And, and I just want to say that, you know, she does more than just showing up on the meetings on Wednesday nights. Uh, she really is a leader in this campus ministry. And it wasn't for her. I don't know what we would have done because she... She really reaches out to the young ladies, ministers to them, spends enormous amount of time with them. She works a full-time job, but, but in the evenings and other times, she makes time to go out onto college campus, to encounter students, to spend time with young women, to be there on Wednesday night and be a part of what God's doing. And she is a phenomenal leader. She really is. And I just want to say thank you, Jackie, so much. You're awesome, baby. Awesome. Amen. Amen. Good afternoon, everybody. I guess I could probably leave this here. So as Pastor Doug said, we are in for a treat. You are in for a treat. Something that's funny. So Pastor Rifle said, sometimes you'll sow and you'll see the fruit two years down the road. But sometimes it doesn't take that long to see the fruit. And so some of you have been sowing into campus ministry, your prayers, your finances. And so today's an opportunity to see the fruit of, of what God's doing. So we're going to have a couple students come up and share what God's doing in their life. And uh, it's going to be a blast. And then at the end, I'll, whatever time's left, I'll have a chance to just share the word with you a little bit. Amen? 
Awesome. Come on up, guys. Come on, give him a hand. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, this is my first time at Second Service, so this is exciting. I like the vibe. It's, like, more intimate and smaller. Um, oh, hi, Hayden. Sorry, my resident is here. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to share. I want to um, give a big picture starting back a few years ago and then go through a couple things that has happened in the more recent time of this semester. But basically, um, starting a few years ago, and it um, heightened this, this academic year and then even more heightened this second semester of my senior year, um, I just had this feeling of being tired of, of having grown up in a Christian household and believing in God and knowing he was real and sometimes experiencing him and having some cool things happen and be like, oh, that was God, but not really knowing that I had a, a like day-to-day and minute-to-minute relationship with him because that's what you I knew in my head that it was all about, but it wasn't in my heart, and I was like, I'm at the point where when you really look at this truth, it's not, it's not a truth you can do halfway or even 99%. Like if this is the truth, then you really do have to lay your life down and just dive in and do what, do what it says and live the life. And so um, Artem and Jackie just hugely just came alongside me as, I, as my heart, God was already pulling my heart in that direction and just sowed so much truth into my life and modeled what it looked like to actually do what I was feeling like I wanted to. Um, And I had come a few times last year and even last semester, um, but my heart just wasn't ready. God just needed to work through some things with me individually before I could really be with a group. And um, I shared this first service. I don't know how many of you were there first service when this happened, but last time I was up here, was when I was receiving my certificate of membership to the church. And I was actually crying because I was so, I like, they called my name and I started crying and I came up here and I was just like holding my certificate and just so embarrassed. And like, I felt shame and insecurity because I was like, nobody knows who I am. Like, I don't feel like a member of this body, like, da, da, da. And I was just kind of like, oh, it was so embarrassing. But I can talk about it really freely now because, um, I, I was talking with Jackie about it soon after, and she sa- shared something that I just took to heart, and this was just a sowing of the truth, and she said, you know, as a believer in Christ, you don't go to church to get filled up, and you don't go there to be fulfilled by other Christians. In a relationship with Christ, you are complete and filled, and you go to the body to pour into the body. You don't, you don't need to depend on what they do to be able to pour out what God is giving you, because your source of love and life and your ability to give isn't coming from other believers. It's coming from your relationship with God. And so I was like, yeah, and I know that I don't have that because I do come and I feel like half whole and like, why aren't people like pouring into me and, and all this stuff. And so um, I just started just having that secret time and, and seeking him on my own and and asking to hear him and asking him to give me the grace to do what I hear him tell me. Because the more you do what you hear him tell you, the more you can hear him. Your spirit just gets more and more sensitive. 
Um, and so that's just been an incredible unfurling of truths that I have known in my head my whole life that are finally moving down into my heart. And I'm finally having that spirit knowledge instead of just that head knowledge. Um, and uh, a verse that I thought about when I was preparing this is uh, the verse in Matthew that talks about the wise man and what he builds his house on. He builds it on a rock. And I realized for a long time or like after reading that and just, just kind of going about your life and having that head knowledge but not that heart knowledge, I just kind of thought of that like, well, what's the rock? It's like believing in God. Like, you know, you're saved. Like, that's the rock. But the rock is, is actually, it's, it's hearing and doing the word. It's, it's relationship. It's, it's um, a continuous living, breathing thing, not just like your salvation. That's a checkbox. Um, because that's just kind of dead. And what I love about Artem and Jackie's style of ministry and what I just want to thank them for so much is that their hearts are so much um, to see each one of us have that living, breathing rock of a relationship by whatever means necessary. Meaning it's not about getting people to come on Wednesday nights if that's not where God is, is asking them to grow in relationship with him. Um, I, I had had like some bad experiences actually with ministries growing up um and I kind of been turned off by by quite a few of them uh just because lots of times the attitude in the ministry was like well you're youth so you want to have fun and like we want to get you candy with a bible verse on it or like a big group of you who can all affirm each other and like feel good about all believing in God you know um and I just that didn't appeal to me and I was like this isn't real and what I love so much about this ministry is um so, for example, when we did our, our retreat that um, you guys heard about like a couple months ago, we went to a cabin, and I loved that it wasn't about having fun. Like, I don't want to go on a retreat and have fun. I want to go, it's fun to learn about Jesus, but I want to go and the focus be on Jesus. And it was, it was literally like, okay, two-hour session, and then we'll eat, and then another session, and then we'll like have alone time with God, and then another worship. And um, that's just the heart of it where... Uh, Jackie and Artem really take the place of just knowing it, they're the sower and the waterer, but it's God who makes the seed grow. And the emphasis is on God and, like, get alone with God. And um, he should be the foundation and the source for your growth, not us. Like, we don't want to be crutches or you depend on us or or the other people um, in the ministry. And so, yeah, it's just been really incredible and uh Talking to some friends who I hadn't talked to in a long time. This is my wrap-up. Um, they, they were asking me, like, oh, so what's God been doing in your life? And, I mean, there are so many amazing, like, cool things that I could share. But I could just say, honestly, the biggest thing has been for the first time in my life, I know God. And, like, that's eternal life. I know him. I have a relationship with him. I don't just know of him and sometimes experience him. Um, and that is... Artem and Jackie's heart, which I appreciate so much. It's just about um, helping us to know him for ourselves. So, yeah. And that's, that's awesome. All right, so who's actually, uh, who actually saw the morning, morning one? Raise hands. 
right. All right. Wow. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just uh, just this morning really felt like feeling all the encouragement that I got out of what I was just pouring out to all of you, letting you all know, like, who I was. And really just understanding, like, like, the influence that not only that you guys have on me, but the influence that also I have on all of you. And really it kind of just, like, broke my heart to think because really, like, going throughout my life, it's been a struggle just to let my voice be heard. And so I guess I'll just get right into it. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Julian. I recently started coming to Harvest right after New Year's. So this is my fifth month being here. And uh, so really just the moment I stepped into this place, I could really feel like the presence of God here, like a presence where I can be accepted no matter who I am and what I've done because truly that doesn't matter because we're all children of God. We need to be able to accept each other instead of where like I would go to some other church and it's just judgment on one another. They're all like, oh, they they can't move in the prophetic because they're off like drinking the other night before and just how they're how there's just like this judgment how you can't you if you're not really living the life that they think you should be living then you can't be moving with God and the thing is like God accepts all of us for who we are but yeah so coming to campus ministry something I really haven't had an experience with is the fellowship with youth like myself where it would either be there was no youth group or I was the oldest one there and then they'd just be like, well, you you play guitar and your mom's a great worship leader, so do you want to lead these kids? And I'm all like, I can't lead myself, so I don't know if that's something you want to put me at that level right now. Let me work up to it. But... <laughs> But, all right, whatever. So, <laughs> but here, coming here, since I'm the baby in my family, I'm fine with being the youngest one in the group. And being able to just learn from other people who are older than me and have a little bit more experience. So, allow them to just pour into me what they know and really get the wisdom that I can get out of them. And so, it's just amazing just seeing all the guidance that I've had since I've came here looking at Jason, the worship leader, like, I look at him as a real mentor, Pastor Doug, like, and Artem, of course, campus ministry has really impacted me a lot, and just seeing that I feel like this is really the place I'm supposed to be at this time in my life, where I'm transitioning out of the old me that was living in sin, but now just turn to a new page and it's just a clean slate where this is now the decision that I'm going to make, that I'm going to follow God, that I'm going to forget about the past and start looking ahead, start looking at the now. And so really coming here really helped me find myself 
who I am and God and not no longer feeling conflicted between myself because I'm doing one thing on Saturday night and then Sunday morning I put on my Sunday best and just act as if I'm living the Christ-like life. But now I know that I am living a life for God. And so I'm, I'm no longer having to battle myself saying, man, wh- what do you think you are standing up on that stage thinking that you can really lead these people when you're out smoking and drinking and partying and doing all this, but now I don't need that anymore. Because I have him, and I know that he has saved me, he has forgiven me for all that I've done. And so something I, I wrote down uh, that I, I actually like found like reading through a book, and I was just all like, man, this, this, I relate to this so much. It says... I searched in pursuits of the flesh to try to feed the hunger that gnawed at my soul. All night raves were the rage, but only left more emptiness in the morning. And just thinking about how I would look towards materialistic things to kind of fulfill that emptiness that was inside of me. And then for a time, it felt good, but afterwards, after it all fades away, I'm just left there and... Now I'm having to chase after more. And the thing is, like, I was trying to put things before God, where God's the one who should be the one that's fulfilling this emptiness that I feel. He, he should be the one that's giving me this energy to live on. And so I was just, for, for a time, I was just so confused and got to a point where I was depressed, and I didn't even understand to myself, why am, why am I fighting this depression? Like, I have so much in my life, but I realized I, I wasn't living the life I wanted to live. I knew there was something more. I was destined for something so much greater than what I was settling for. And so, really, it just helped me come to this realization, like, you know, I don't have to keep living this life where I'm not happy with myself and start living a life where I'm trying to make my father proud. No longer just living for having a good time, but really having a real time of my life, getting to know my creator. So something that Artem and Jackie like to preach a lot on is uh, like to live the Christian life. Like you don't start your Christian journey pursuing other Christians. Like, I'll see Pastor Rifle, he has a relationship with God. Pastor Doug, he has a relationship with God. And Artem, like, all these people, they have a real relationship. And so instead of just being all like, oh, I'm going to follow them, really I need to set aside time and follow Christ and build that own relationship myself, not feeding off of others, and have my own story that I can tell. So... Just being able to share this and being encouraged by everyone else and how they're saying, like, wow, that's, that's amazing that you've come to such a revelation at such a young age. And I'm all like, thank you. <laughs> but, like, really, it's something that I had to come to find myself. Like, 
Instead of being told this is something I need to do, I, I had to find it myself. I had to want it with my own heart. And it's just amazing to know that everyone's like, even though for a time I felt like I was a nobody, everyone's treating me like I am truly somebody. Like I really do have a purpose in Christ and I'm seeing to it that I fulfill that. So, yeah, I just want to thank Artem and Jackie for all that they've done for pouring into me and the rest of us up here as well. And just thank you all for listening. Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley Anderson. Um, I'm just going to be real short. Just honestly, like, this campus ministry has just been such a blessing. Like, the way and the time that it came um, at the peak that me and my husband were at with everything that was going on, like, it was really a supernatural blessing from God. And we're just really grateful for that. Like, growing up believing in God, like, knowing that he existed, but not really having an understanding of who he was. And then it wasn't until I came to college is where I received God and I got saved. And I was like, whoa, yeah, like, this is it. Like, I always grew up knowing that there was a God, but I never really believed in, like, really knowing him or wanting to know him to that extent. And, like, the first ministry I've got into, like... I felt like, wow, this this is God. Like, this is awesome. And I'm just going hard and reading my word, praying, oh, yeah, this is it. And then it's like God showed me, like, you know, this is, this is not it. You're kind of stuck. You know, you need to – there's something else. And I just ran into Artem and Jackie one day on, you know, the campus worshiping. And I was like, ooh, who are they? I like this. I love Jesus. Let, let's see what, what this is. So going to the Bible studies a couple of times with my husband. Hey, Stephen. Um, <laughs> and just, like, seeing just the Holy Spirit just move in this Bible study in this church. Like, it was just amazing, and I just stuck with it, but I was still going to my other ministry. But things happened, and God pulled me from there and allowed me to come into here because God showed me that I was literally going in a circle of condemnation. I felt like I was going crazy because I didn't understand how much God really loved me and how much he did want you know, want to bless me and keep me safe. And I just didn't understand that. Like, I was reading it. Like, I read it every day, but I just couldn't understand it because that I didn't really, I understood that I didn't really know him. And that's, like, the biggest chunk that I got just from the retreat. I felt like that was, like, a turning point um, was to know that I, now I know that I know that I know God. And I know the whole purpose of this thing is to just know him. And to just love him and to understand that you are loved by him. So I just, it's just a blessing running into you guys. You guys are awesome, awesome examples. You've lived the life that, that you speak out of your mouth, like, from God. Like, it's just, it's just amazing. Because a lot of people don't believe or see that you can, you can follow God or you can, no, you can. It's possible. Like, the things that are in his word, the things that Christ did, it's possible to do those things. Yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> My name is Anthony. Um, I go by Ant. Um, yeah, I just wanted to share about uh, Campus Transformed and um, how much it's impacted my life. You know, because last year, 
well, I was a completely different person. You know, I was your typical college student. You know, and before I even came to college, I was ten times worse. I'm telling you, man, I was, I was crazy. And um, but yeah, it just I got the opportunity to go to Campus Transformed, and it was just it was amazing. You know, with our Tim and Jackie, and it was really just pouring out on me, and it was it's just a huge difference. I really feel it. You know, I feel I feel a lot more God, especially out in campus. Like students don't really want God, so it's like I'm around that all day, every day. And I get the opportunity on Wednesdays to come fellowship, and it's, it's so great, you know. And I like giving a little insight, you know, onto campus ministry on things that we do sometimes. So I'm, I'm gonna share something a little different than I did this morning. This morning I, t- I spoke about Josh, but yeah, today I'm, I'll speak about something different. So um, I remember when I first heard about praying in tongues, right? I, I had no idea what that was. You know, I grew up Catholic. So when, when I hear about, yeah, praying in tongues, I'm like, well, what is that? You know, I'm thinking it's like something super mystical, like, you know, I'm going to just pray in tongues and I'm going to start glowing and, you know, levitating or something like that. And I'm like, I got to know what that is, you know. <laughs> so I go to our tent one day. We meet on Thursday sometimes, um, apart from like uh, Transformed. And I go, um, well, what is this praying in tongues? Like, ah, you have to teach me how to do it. Like, do you know how to do it? He goes, yeah, I, I prayed in tongues. I'm like, ah, oh, dude, you, you have to teach me. So um, he goes, man, look, literally he showed me scriptures. He's like, all you have to do is ask, you know. And I'm like, I, I couldn't accept that really because growing up, I'm thinking, now you have to work for these things. You know, you can't just ask and just expect it to be done unto you. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not receiving that, you know, in my mind. And he goes, dude, all, all you have to do is ask. So we pray. And we pray to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And we do that, and I I can't receive it. I can't receive it. So I'm like, I'm probably sitting there for like two, three, four minutes just in complete silence. And he's like, dude. And uh, our time's probably like, come on, brother, just just say some, do some sounds, brother. Do something, man. And uh, I'm just like, all right. So I'm in there, and I'm okay. You know what? I'm just going to take this deep of faith. So... I picture me like as Peter in the boat, right? And I'm like, Jesus, I'm going to step off this boat, man. I expect you to catch me, right? I'm going to walk. So I step out, and then it's just like it's freaking the tongues. And I'm like, oh, did I just do it? Oh, my God. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I look at our time, and he's like, yeah. It's good. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, did that happen? That's like, no way. I'm, I'm like, my whole body is just tingling. And I'm like, oh, man, this is so great. And he's like, why'd you stop? Because <laughs> I was like, keep going. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'll start going again. We, we, we just keep praying for like probably five minutes. And it's just so amazing. And yeah, I just, just praying in tongues. I probably walked to work praying in tongues. Like, I, I didn't even want to speak English after a while, you know? It was just so amazing. I'm like, man, why? What is English? And, uh, so, um, but that, that just really taught me, like, with God, we don't have to work for these things, you know? Because I was just thinking, I'm like, okay, I got to get to, like, level 25 of Christianity. I'm like, but I'm, I'm still on level three. And I was like, I can't. And it's like, it's, it's not like that with God. He's so freely to give to us. And sometimes we don't want to receive these things. And we, we got to learn how to receive from God because he's a great father who's just willing to give and give and give. He's just amazing. <laughs> so I just want to thank everybody. You know, Jackie, our time, Pastor Doug, Pastor Rifle, 
everybody who sees into the ministry because it's, it's, really, it's really a blessing to us. So thank you. <laughs> Amen. Whoa, that's hot. So real quick, before these guys run off, um, so this morning we actually gave them some gifts because these three are graduating so can we, can we congratulate them on, they're graduating in two weeks. These three are seniors. And so May 14th, these three are just jumping in to the Lord and jumping into the next season in their life. And so we had a nice gift for them, a nice prayer journal. This semester has been all about seeking God on your own. And so what better way to inspire that, give them a prayer journal as well as we bless them with our very own Five Smooth Stones CD for their listening worship pleasure. And so um, what we'd love to do is we'd love to just pray for these guys again. Just pray for them in this next season as they're stepping in. So guys, pastors, elders, would you come? The rest of you, would you stretch your hand towards these, towards these young folks? And would you begin to pray like this is your son and your daughter, this is your brother and your sister. Would you just begin to pray? Come on, pray for them. Father, we thank you, God. We thank you for these three, God. We thank you for these young lives. We thank you, Father, for just your faithfulness in their life. We thank you for their faithfulness in school, God. We thank you. It's your ability, God, that puts them over. And we thank you, Father, for, 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 for their learning at the feet of men here and graduating. But we thank you, Lord, that, that you say, come unto me and learn of me. And so we pray that may the rest of their life be found at your feet, God. May the rest of their life be found learning from you. We thank you, Father, that... Um, that as graduation happens, Lord, that's a wonderful thing. But there's no greater graduation, there's no greater moment than for them to stand in the presence of you and hear you say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So, Father, we pray that these three would love you with their heart and mind and soul, that they would take your kingdom and your word into the workplace, into where they're going, to the next season. We pray for wisdom, God. We pray that they would hear you more, increase their sensitivity to you, increase their boldness, increase their obedience, God. Bless them financially. Give them creative ideas and inventions. God, open doors that no man can shut. And we just thank you. We commit these three to your kingdom, God, as they've stood here and said that they have a relationship with you. We thank you as a good shepherd. You lead them. And we just bless them now. We bless them. We bless them. We thank you, Father. We thank you that your word is alive in them, God. We thank you that they influence, God. They influence their coworkers, their students, God. We thank you, God. We thank you the obedience of one man changes history, God. And so we thank you for the obedience of these three changing this campus, God, changing their families, transforming this city and everywhere they go. We just thank you. We thank you for these three, God, and we bless you for what you're doing in their life. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen. Come on, thank you, guys. Come on, can we give them another hand? Thank you for your boldness. Before Artem brings the word to us, um, I just want to say this. Um, <clears throat> I know just hearing uh, from Leslie and Julian and Ashley and Aunt that uh, what great testimonies. And I think you can get a little bit of a better picture of what God's been doing. And there's others. There's other students. The Lord's touching and amazing things. You know, 
I just look back uh, last summer when we laid hands upon our Tim and and we placed him into this place and we encouraged you to come alongside and begin to support this young man with your prayers, uh, with your encouragement, with your finances. You know, uh, our Tim is uh, is on staff with us, but he raises his own support uh, just like any missionary would, and he. He's a missionary here on the college campus. Through our church, through our mission giving, we give toward our Tim, but he's uh, not uh, on, a, on a salaried staff right now at, the, at this point in time. And so uh, God's been so good in just uh, taking care of him and, and, and taking care of past debts and all sorts of stuff. And, and he's really just been... So faithful, and he's been faithful through you because you, many of you sitting in here are ones that support this young man, and I just want to say thank you for doing that. And, um, and I want to give a, another opportunity today because, uh, of course, Jackie and our Tim are getting married this summer, and we're all excited about that. So, uh, but, uh, you know, any change in our life, a lot of times it changes our financial <laughs> status too a little bit. And so he's believing God for additional finances. And, uh, and so we just want to, you know, get the word out, let people know about it. And we want to say, listen, if you, if you are not, you know, um, maybe supporting someone like our Tim right now, or, um, uh, that we want you to pray about it and say, listen, uh, I can, I can support you or I can help you this, this much per month or whatever. It'd be a huge blessing, or with a special gift or something. And so, what we're going to do today? We're not going to take take up an offering or anything like that yet. But we do. We are going to pass out some some uh, sheets here, and it's just basically you um, saying, "Our Tim, hey, why don't you contact me? I'd like to talk more with you about this opportunity, and maybe uh, coming alongside you and being a part of this great thing that God's doing in our midst here." So we're just going to pass this around. Y'all could sign up, put your names down if you want to. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, if you would do that, if, if you feel like the Lord's saying, you know, yeah, or Tim, I'd like to get with you and Jackie and just, and talk with you more about kind of what you're doing, your heart for the campus and maybe what I can do to come alongside and help, whether it's on a regular basis or from time to time or whatever. So if you would put your name and, uh, contact information down so he can contact you, and that would be awesome. That would be really great. And, you know, I know we, as Christians, we're always looking, saying, Father, where can I sow? What can I, what can I do? How can I bless? And this is really good ground, really, really good ground to sow into, and I know you will be blessed. You know, uh, I know I, I, I'm blessed. I'm one of our Tim's partners, and I am so blessed to know uh, – what God's doing here on the college campus, so through this young man. So, Artem, come on, Bubba. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Let's get to the good stuff. We've got 10 minutes, and I've got a two-hour sermon. So I hope you ate a strong lunch. Just kidding. We're going to zip. Yeah, yeah, we're going to zip. So awesome stuff. Thank you guys for being bold again and sharing. I know... That doesn't come naturally. People just standing and talking, man, and these guys were bold, and so thank you. Um, but really quick, 
let's, uh, let's jump in the Word, and I want to ask, I want to start with asking a question. How many of you guys have asked the question, what is my purpose, what is my calling, and what is my destiny? Can I see your hand? Awesome. Almost everyone. Cool. Next question. How many know the answer and are walking in that and actively pursuing that purpose and calling and destiny? Let me see your hand. Awesome. About a third of you guys. Nice. As we're, as we're looking uh, for the last month, maybe, we're doing a series called The Whys of Life. The Whys of Life. You know, lots of times you run into, you ask the question, why? Why does this happen? Why are we here? And so that's something I want to explore a little bit at why are we here? Why are we here? Why are we alive? Why are we on this earth? What are we doing? I believe once we know our why in that, it changes everything. It shifts the perspective of how you live. So we're going to zip through a bunch of verses. And if I could state it as simply as possible up front and then unpack it for you, it would be this. Why are we here? The whys of our life? Two things. Number one, we're here to know God. The reason you're breathing is oxygen right now. The reason you're alive. The reason God gave you, uh, you know, the odds of you being born are, wow. Seriously. There's, there's like a billion seed inside of a man. And the odds of you being here is amazing. And so the question the philosophers grappled with, historians have grappled with, why are we here? The first question I believe for ages, the scripture has been clear about this. Number one, we're here to know God. And secondly, we're here to make him known. Very simple. You're here to know God and to make him known. Amen? Are you ready for me to prove that to you? Awesome. Okay, you can talk to me. Now, let's do it. Romans chapter 6. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Very famous verse, right? The gift of God is what? What is eternal life? Most of the time when I ask this question, nine out of ten times you hear something about heaven. And heaven is a byproduct of eternal life. But what is eternal life? Before we move, I just want to pause on this one thing of a gift. What is a gift? A gift is something freely given. And so God gives us a gift of eternal life. But what does that mean? Next verse, please. John 17, 1. This is Jesus' high priestly prayer. This is the last thing he's really going to do and say before he goes to the cross. Very important. When you see the last statements of men of God, pay attention. You'll have Peter saying, guys, I'm ready to depart. You ought to listen. Think about this. If you had your last statement to make, what would it be? How weighty would it be? This is Jesus, one of his last statements. Paul does the same thing in 2 Timothy. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life, we're going to stay at this verse for a sec, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. So there's our word again, eternal life, that he should give eternal life. What is eternal life? Most of the time, eternal life is going to heaven. That's what eternal life, that's what I used to hear eternal life was. Verse 3, these words are read in your Bible. This is eternal life, 
that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So the gift of God is eternal life. What is eternal life? To know him. So the gift God has given you is not a place. The gift is not a place, it's a person. The gift is God himself. And so now here we have eternal life sometimes being painted as this Willy Wonka ticket to paradise where you punch the box and you get the check and, yep, you got eternal life, brother? I got eternal life, brother. And it it cheapens it from this beautiful thing that the Son of God went through to give us, marred more than any man. Why? So you could know the Father. Led as a lamb to the slaughter. Why? So you could know him. Know him. Now, that, can we have verse 3 again? 17.3. This is eternal life that they may know you. That word know you in the Greek, the word gnosko. The word gnosko means this. It means intimate relationship with. It means inward knowing. And it's a Jewish idiom for sexual intercourse. You'll see verses like, an Adam knew Eve, and she conceived. And so notice what this verse is saying, that our, you know, we're looking, remember we're looking at our destiny, our purpose, our call on this earth is to know him, is, is gnosko. And so that's important because if we're not careful, we can have that children of Israel thing happening where God brings them out of Egypt, out of bondage, but for what? Yes, there's a promised land, but If you remember your Bible, Moses brings out these people out of the desert. And you remember, as Moses goes to Pharaoh, he doesn't say, let my people go so they go inherit the land. He says, let my people go that they may worship me. Check it out. And so now what happened with Israel, they wanted the promised land, but they didn't want the promiser. And time and time again, they exposed their heart. Oh, it was better for us in Egypt. Oh, if we would have just, and and it's, it's sad, sad commentary. Exodus 19 and 20 is heartbreaking chapters where now God comes down and says, Moses, I'm going to meet the people, prepare them. And they prepare and they come and God, God begins to speak. And what do the people do? They draw back. They draw back. The very purpose that he brought them out here for, that they could know him, that they could know their voice for themselves is what he tells Moses. And they draw back. They say, no, you go speak to God. You go hear him. We don't, we don't want it. We don't want him. But we want his promise. We want his forgiveness. We want his heaven. But we don't want him. First John chapter 5, verse 20. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him and that we are in him who is true, in his son Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. This is eternal life, that you would know God. Are you seeing it? Okay. John chapter 5, next verse. Jesus is talking to some Jews who are supposed to know God, who know his word, who are supposed to be in relationship with him. Watch the discourse. You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have, there's our word, eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. Next verse. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. So watch it. These people search the scripture, but refuse to follow. The scripture speaks of the man standing in front of them, but they don't see it. 
And so my thing to you, friends, is you're not called into a relationship with a book. Jesus is the word of God. In the beginning was the word. But if we're not careful, we think that we have a relationship with a book, and it's not with a text. This text talks about a person. And you can memorize the scripture, but not have gnosko, but not have relationship. And only you can examine that. Because you can come and lift your hands and sew and do all those things and not know him. And you've got to see that that's the purpose of your life. We're so good at memorizing scripture. But man, he called us to obey the scripture. I mean, what does it look like? So your son comes and you say, hey, take out the trash. And you go back to your room. And you run into your son later on. You say, did you take out the trash? He says, no, dad. But I've been meditating on what you said. And I could say it in the Greek. Does that make sense? And that's what we do. Matthew chapter 7. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? Next verse. And then I will declare to them, you never went to church on Sunday. And then I'll declare to them, you didn't memorize John 3.16. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. That word, gnosko. We never had relationship. So watch this. There's people who know the scripture. There's people who do ministry. Hey, we laid hands. We cast out demons. But Jesus says, I never knew you. And so the call and the purpose and the destiny of your life is to know him. It's to know him. It's not ministry. Because as you see here, you can have ministry and do outreach and not know him. Also, I want to say this. Your life is not about children and marriage. That's a blessing to have. And if you have that, man, lift your hand and thank God. But listen, life and the purpose and destiny of your life is not children and marriage. If it was, Jesus, Paul, and Barnabas miss God. Come on, think with me. It's not about wealth. None of those guys had wealth. If you have wealth, praise God, use it, use it well. And so, so as we're looking, if we're not careful, I, so I grew up in Russia, we moved when I was nine, so I grew up here. I grew up in the West and I grew up hearing what life was about. My parents were all educated and so that's naturally what I heard. The problem for me was this is the picture that was painted. This, was, this is what life is about. It's about a house and a dog and a car and a trophy wife, two and a half bedrooms and a kid. Unfortunately for me, I wasn't good in school and I didn't have a trade. And the only way to have that success is that road. And when I didn't measure up, when I didn't have the thing necessary, actually that didn't satisfy me. So where did that leave me? It left me doomed. So I gave up. I started partying and flunked out of college and doing drugs and crime and because I didn't know my purpose. I didn't know my destiny. And by the grace of God, sitting in a prison cell, I found out my purpose. 
and it was to know him. Man, and life has never been the same. And as you sit here today, you got to know that that is your purpose. Because if you see that, it changes everything. You can do school. You can do work. Don't misunderstand me that we're not, we're not doing a John the Baptist where you walk around looking crazy and you got a robe on and, and you just walk around with your Bible hollering Jesus' name. No, you can do that in the 21st century. But you have to know that your life is about knowing him. Look at this last verse, this Timothy verse. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on to eternal life to which you were called. What's eternal life? That's what you're called to. You, my friends, are called to know God. What a privilege, man. What a privilege. May we never lose just the the awe and the wonder. Remember verses like this. In him we live and move and have our being. In him. How about this one? All things were created by him and for him. You were created for him. You know, we sing that song. I was made for, I was made for. It's true. You were created for him. So the first thing, the, one, you know, the first why of our life, why am I here? What's my purpose? What's my destiny? It's to know him. It's to know him. And secondly, it's to make him known. And how does that happen? So there's a life verse, that the verse tagged onto our ministry, Campus Transforms Lifeblood Ministry. And we'll get to that in a second. I'm just, I'm just all over the place, but... Let's have that, Edward. Romans 8, 28 and 29. Watch this. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. Those who are, watch these words, called according to his purpose. To whose purpose? Okay, cool. So, so he says, can we go back to that verse? Those who are called according to his purpose. You see those words there? The calling and the purpose. Next verse. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Destiny, whether you're 8, 18, or 80, that verse says your destiny is to be conformed. That word in the Greek means to be changed, to be transformed into the image of the son. That is your destiny, friends. That's what God wants to talk about in your life. Your destiny is to be transformed to look like the sun. So remember, the second prong here is you're here to make him known. How will you make him known? When you become like him. When you become like him. And so notice, your destiny is to know him and to look like him. And there's 30,000 kids across the street who are hearing something else who are hearing that purpose and destiny is you're called to be an engineer and a biologist. And, and listen, God gives grace and talent and ability to us all. Some of you understand math. I don't understand math. I don't understand biology. I share this all the time. I took biology last semester. When I opened the test, I was wondering, is this in English? I do not understand that. I understand music. Some of you might not. Some can draw. And so you have a grace and a gift and a talent, but that is not who you are. That is not your destiny. Because if that is your destiny, if your destiny is to play ball, 
And at 18, you're playing ball. And at 22, you're going to college. And something, God forbid, happens to your arm and you can't shoot. Where'd your destiny go? If you're here studying to be a doctor and your eyesight goes bad or you lose an eye, what happens to your death? My destiny is to be a musician. Okay, musician. Something happens and you can't be a musician anymore. There goes your destiny. That was never your destiny. Now you have reason to be depressed and in anxiety and fear and life's over. And Why? Because you built your life on that sand. And the rock of your life is that you're here to know God and to make him known. And so if that's true, if that is true, what kind of life should we live? What should our life look like if the purpose of our life is to know God and to make him known? Now, in that is your studies. In that is if you're privileged to have family and children. But that is, that is first. That has to be first. So look at this last verse with me. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out of it. Love this verse. Have spent more time weeping over this verse over the last two years that I've been home than any other. Because that is the truth. If you'll just keep that up for a sec. That is the truth of our life. We brought nothing and will take nothing. So why do we spend the totality of our life amassing things? Why is it here when we, we bring nothing and here we'll take nothing, but the entirety of this road we spend trying to get a better job and a better car and a better phone, all things perish with the use. If that verse is true, what ought our life look like? And I love it because it cuts through all of this, all of these false ideas all of these false destinies and calls and purposes. In the next verse, we don't have it up there, but Paul says, we brought nothing and we take nothing. He says, but having food and clothing, let us be content. And if there's anything, man, in this culture, especially among our young folks, it's such a lack of contentment. It's this always, this drive, this striving, and, and Jesus is like, man... The rest is in him. And so as we close, I want you to think about and examine your heart. I want you to think about maybe, maybe you've been in church. This is your third time. Maybe you've been in church 30 years. Maybe you know scripture. Maybe you've done ministry. Maybe you've been out on outreaches and, you know, you've been a missionary. But maybe you miss the fact that this whole thing is about knowing God. And when you stand before him, the question is, do you know me? And when you know him, ministry flows and life flows and giving flows and everything flows from that place. And when you know him, see, there's a mark to knowing him. There's a mark. There's a, a sound. There's a look. There's an aroma to somebody who knows God. They want to talk about him. They're alive. You see the light in their eyes. And unfortunately, I run into a lot of people who say they know him and want him, but would much rather talk about anything else. Why? Why would we spend time talking about anything else? Why do we live with this idea that we have four more years, 10 more years, 20 more years? Because we live, especially college, man, it's all about the end of the four year. And so as we, 
as, as we close and as we end, I just want you to close your eyes with me. I just want you to close your eyes and I just want you to, I just want, to I want you to examine your heart for a minute. I want you to think, I want you to think with me. Jesus said it's about knowing him and making him known. And as we depart, I want you to think about the fact that there's a day coming where we stand before him and give account. There's a day coming where it'll just be you and God alone. What do you want that day to look like? What do you want that today to look like? Do you live from that place of God is watching you right now? God's listening to us as we talk. All things are open and naked before him. Nothing is hidden. And so right now, just invite you into a moment with just you and God. I just want you to tell him whatever's on your heart. If you know him, Tell him you want to know him more. If you've been hiding behind scripture and church attendance and doing things for him, tell him. If you've missed what this thing's about, tell him. If you have sin you need to repent of, tell him. Come on, just a minute. We're going to take a minute. We're not in a rush. This thing's about eternity. This thing's about knowing him. That God gave his son on a hill. your life in return it's his life anyway so father we thank you for the privilege for the honor of knowing you God we thank you for showing us clearly why we're here and we thank you as we move forward God in school and in work and in family that we keep that first, that we seek you first. Teach us how, God. Teach us how. Teach us how, God. In 2016, teach us how to put you first, God. We thank you that we're called to look like you. We're called to make you known. Open our eyes, God, to the people around us who don't know you. Just love you with everything, God. Love you with our heart and our mind and our soul and our strength. We bless you. We bless you for your son. We bless you for freedom, God. We thank you for the freedom of just serving you, of only living with with that in mind, Lord, the audience of one. And we just thank you, Father. We bless you in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen. If any of you guys need some prayer, 